Welcome to the Rhodes Church Podcast. We are so excited to connect with you. We hope that this podcast builds your faith and that you will be encouraged and inspired by this week's message. Chapter 6, I do want to encourage you, our Fresh Start class starts uh, in the second service today. If you've not uh, gotten involved in that and you would like to, our Fresh Start class is not just for those who've just been born again. This is for anyone who wants to uh, read get in touch with the foundation again of your walk with Jesus. Maybe you're in a spot where, hey, I need a refresher. There's incredible truths in this Fresh Start class for the basics of walking out your relationship with Jesus. How many knows we need some reminders of some basics once in a while? So feel free to jump in that Fresh Start class today in the second service if you'd like to be a part of that. It is available for everyone. Matthew chapter 6, I'm going to start reading in verse 9. Jesus is talking, it's in the red. He says, in this manner, therefore, pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Notice in verse 9 where he says, in this manner, therefore pray. Now, who is telling us how to pray? Jesus. Jesus is. How is he telling us to pray in this manner? I want to address some things today that I think are important. There's going to be some, maybe some thoughts. I always like to challenge myself with the word. I always want to challenge myself in my thinking. And I think it's important for us to always be challenged by the word. If you sat in church for years and you never get challenged, I would question whether you're hearing the fullness of the truth of God. Because God should always be making us go, I'm not sure I agree. There should be that moment where God challenges my understanding and calls me up to a higher level. If I'm never be, never called into a, a level that's beyond my comfort zone, then I'm not hearing from the Holy Spirit all the time. The Holy Spirit's going to always call me into more of his glory, more of his glory, more of his glory. So there's going to be phases where I'm like, I'm not sure about that. I'm not comfortable with that. He's like, I know this is closer to me. The closer to him we get, the less comfortable we are with who we are. I shouldn't get more comfortable with who I am currently the closer I get to Jesus. I should get less comfortable because I'm getting closer to the sun. How many of us it doesn't get more comfortable the closer you get to the sun? S-O-N. So he's telling us how to pray. In this manner, pray. Not building our prayer life based on our experiences or the experiences of others. Don't build your, your prayer life based on what you've experienced. Rather, this is so important, rather consistently constructing and supporting our faith on the model of the infallible word of the living God. The Bible is our basis for building our theology, our prayer life, our belief system. It is the infallible word of God. Society and culture is trying to continue to move us away from the infallibility of the word of God, the validity of the word of God, and what's the angle? Why is, what's the agenda behind that? It is a satanic agenda, and the purpose is if he can ever get us to question whether this is really true, then now everything's open for season. He started, he started this in the garden, right? Did God really say 
He's still saying it today. And now you hear it coming out of Christians' mouths. Well, you have to interpret the word through current culture. No, you don't. We interpret the word through the Holy Spirit. I don't care what culture says. I care what God says. And again, that sounds like people could get all uptight about that, but I'm not going to budge off of what the Bible says and move towards what culture thinks is okay. We've got to build it according to, in this manner, therefore pray. Let me move forward. I've I'm, I'm, got a long ways to go and short time to get there. He says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Verse 9, here's our, our launching pad. Your kingdom come. Your system your kingdom, your way of ruling, not mine, not current culture come, not, but your kingdom come. The way you do things in heaven, come. Yeah. It's important to remember, Jesus didn't say to pray this. We pray we come to your kingdom. But that's churchianity 101. Churchianity is we got to get out of here and get to where he is. Jesus didn't say, pray, Lord, help me get to heaven. I'm going to hit some religious bubbles when I talk like this. He didn't say, pray that I can hurry up and get to heaven. He said, pray that heaven will come down. Yes. The problem with, with society and how it's happening in the church is we don't take responsibility that we're supposed to bring heaven to the earth. We think he's just going to do it on his own. There's a lot of holes in that. and it's, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. So look what he says, your, your kingdom come, your will be done, your will, your what you want, not what we want, the way you want it done, your desires, your purposes, your values be done, where? On earth as, where? As it is in? Be a great title for a series, as it is in heaven. Here's what the word as means. The word as means like, in that manner, in that way, according to. Last time I spoke, I talked about how God's agenda from the very beginning was to make earth like heaven. That was his agenda. We've, we've kind of molded that, that agenda into something more palatable for us, but his agenda, his plan from the beginning has always been on earth as it is in heaven. Here's the question we got to ask ourselves. So what's his plan? He's God, he's creator God, he's sovereign, so what's his plan? He had this plan of on earth as it is in heaven, so he's got to have a plan, right? What did he come up with as his plan? Here was his plan. <laughs> well, let me ask these two questions first. Number one, does God have a will to be done in heaven? Yes. Do, do we have biblical evidence of free will opposing the will of God in heaven? Lucifer and a third of the angels. We have biblical evidence that God had a will in heaven and we have biblical evidence that free will in heaven opposed his will. In heaven. I'm not talking about in North City. I'm talking about in heaven. Wrap your mind around that for a minute because if we don't build our belief system around these certain foundations, we will start building on shaky ground. So here's the second question. Does God have a will he wants done in the earth? Yes. Is there biblical evidence of free will opposing his will in the earth? Yes. Plethora. That's a big word for me. Let's start in the beginning. Adam and Eve. You can't get very far in the Bible without free will opposing the will of God. God said, do not eat of this fruit. 
You can eat of all of them, but don't eat of this one. That's what they chose to do. Their free will, they chose to eat. So now there is a will of God in heaven. It was opposed by free will. There's a will of God on the earth, and it can be opposed by free will. Why am I going through that? Because, A, that's not universally accepted. That's not universally believed even in the church. Some people believe that God is mandating his will, whatever. And the reason we got to clarify that, because if God has a will to be done on the earth and he also works with free will, then how is his will going to get done on the earth? Are we just a, is the earth a huge chessboard and we're just the pieces that God is moving around however he wants to move us? It's a question we got to answer. Some people embrace that. They say, hey, God's, God's in control of every detail of my life. I beg to differ. That doesn't make him less sovereign. Sovereign means there's no one above you. Sovereign doesn't mean I control and manipulate everything. We got to define the word correctly so we can believe correctly. So now here's what we're saying. He says, heaven is the blueprint, it's the model, the frame of reference for how things want to be done on earth. So what's his plan? I mean, he's, he's God. What's his plan? Why don't you just zap it, make it happen? Bamo! That'd be great. That'd be my plan. A little bit of wanting to control things too many times. And so my go-to would be just make it happen. Make them do it. How many, know, how many realize as a parent... I didn't have to say anything else. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way very well. Making only has so much. I'm not going to get off on that. But All right, so his plan, his plan. So what was his plan? The father's plan in the beginning was to use Adam and Eve. Look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. I got another change. You know, I took out the sermon, paper sermon notes. The next thing I think I'm going to do is take away the scriptures on the screens. No, 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 no. Here's why. Here's why. Easy. Hey, easy. Natives got restless. I want you to use this. So I'll give you the reference. I'll say Genesis 126 on the screen, but this won't have it word for word on there. Because I'm, I'm enabling you to never bring your Bible. Because I don't have to bring my Bible. I just read it off the screen. So I just sit there like I'm watching a television show. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. God said make disciples. Make warriors. It's time, church. It's time. We've got to go. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 what does it say? There, it says that he said, I'm going to make men, men and women, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth. So in the beginning, what was God's plan to make earth like heaven? He said, I'm going to put mankind, I'm going to put man and woman on the earth and I'm going to give them dominion over all the earth. That's my plan. My God, I think I would have come up with a better plan. We're faulty creatures. But he trusted this agenda of making on earth as it is in heaven with two people, Adam and Eve. How long did they last in that plan? Two chapters of the Bible. Genesis chapter 3. 
So his ultimate plan, though, was to bring his only begotten son. Jesus was crucified before the foundations of the earth. In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus began his ministry in verse 17. It says, from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. When Jesus came on the earth, the Son of God took on the form of a man, humbled himself, became like us. Why did Jesus come to the earth? Man, that's a series of sermons forever that we can figure, try and figure that out. But I'm just going to hit a couple things. One reason that Jesus came to the earth was to bridge the gap or remove the enmity between God and man. He came to, to make peace, the Bible says, between God and man. He also came to redeem us and take us from a dead spirit to a born-again living spirit. Why is that important? Because only a living spirit could house the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came upon people in the Old Testament, but he did not come in people to dwell with them. So only a born-again living spirit could the Holy Spirit dwell in. And Jesus said, when I come, it's going to be to your advantage that I leave. Why is it going to be to my advantage that Jesus would leave? Because if I go, I'm going to send the helper to you. The Holy Spirit. And he will not only be with you, but he will be in you. And so now we will have the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can fulfill the agenda of heaven on the earth that we could not do without him. That's Cliff Notes' version for why he came. So let's look at how did Jesus use the kingdom of heaven to make earth as it is in heaven? Acts 10.38. Turn that first. Acts 10.38. We're not going to be in Matthew chapter 6 anymore. You can leave it. Acts 10.38. I'm not saying you can't use electronic devices. <laughs> I'm just saying we have to have a relationship with our Bible. It's good to be able to see what it says on the pages because while you're looking on your phone, you also could be getting notifications from Snapchat. You're like, I don't have Snapchat. <laughs> Acts 10.38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Now, hold on. Jesus is God, right? But it says here that God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit. Notice what he says, Jesus of Nazareth. Here's, the, here's another reason why Jesus came to the earth. Jesus came to the earth to be a man. This is so important theologically. Because if I don't embrace the idea that Jesus became a man, son of God, yes, but son of man, then I don't understand why it calls him Jesus of Nazareth instead of Jesus of heaven. Why is it calling him Jesus of Nazareth? Well, this is why we read the Bible and study this. He, they don't just throw things in there by accident. Called him Jesus of, from Nazareth. He's not from Nazareth. He's from heaven. No, Jesus the man is from Nazareth. And the Jesus of Nazareth, the man from Nazareth, had to be anointed by the Holy Spirit. The Jesus of heaven didn't need to be anointed by the Holy Spirit because he's God. But when he came to earth, Jesus of Nazareth needed to be anointed with the Holy Spirit. I didn't write it. It's just right here in your Bible. He anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with what? Power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. All right, a lot to get to here. 
So he anointed Jesus. What does that mean, anointed? It means to smear or rub. Like if you anoint someone with oil, you, you put your hands on them and you can smear or rub the oil on them. But here's the full meaning of that word, to assign to a task or appoint for a position. So Jesus was assigned to a task or appointed for a position by God. He came with a purpose on purpose. You follow me? You with me? He was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with what? And with power. power. It's right there in your Bible. Or it's still on the screens for today. For power. What's the word power? Here's the word power. Supernatural force and ability that manifests influence over natural reality. Power for Jesus was supernatural influence. Supernatural power and influence over natural realities. So God empowered Jesus with a supernatural ability needed to fulfill his assigned task to influence his natural reality with the kingdom of heaven. Let me say this again because this is so important. I'm building towards something and I want to lay this foundation. It started with Adam and Eve. That was his plan to bring heaven on the earth. They didn't do so hot in the beginning. He brings Jesus. So Jesus comes to the earth with an assignment or an agenda from the Father. What was his assignment or agenda? To bring the kingdom of heaven. He said, repent. The kingdom of heaven is here. It's here. How is it here? Because he's here. He brought it with him. Everywhere Jesus went, the kingdom of heaven went. Why? Because the kingdom of heaven was with him. He didn't have to say, God, bring the kingdom of heaven down in this city. He just went into the city and the kingdom of heaven was there. So God empowered Jesus with the ability to fulfill his task, to influence his natural reality with the kingdom of heaven. So Jesus didn't change everything all at once. When Jesus showed up on the earth, he didn't just change every village, every person all at once. As he came into contact with people, he brought the kingdom of heaven and he began to change things little by little. He called 12 and he brought them to him. He began to pour the kingdom of heaven into them. Then he called 70 and he began to pour the kingdom of heaven into them. And then he sent them out. He just began to continue to spread and change things as he came in contact with things. He didn't just manipulate it and control it by just saying, bammo, everybody's changed. He built relationships, he talked to people, he poured into people, he spoke into people, he laid hands on people, he prayed for people, he healed people, he delivered people. He would cross the, the sea all the way over just for one dude that was full of demons to change that entire region. I'm gonna cast you out into some pigs and I'm getting back in the boat and you're gonna begin to change your region. How did he bring on earth as it is in heaven? Wherever the Lord told him to go, he brought the kingdom of heaven. He said, here's the kingdom of heaven. What's over here? Oh, Legion's here. Well, hello, sorry, Legion. You're going out. Heaven's coming in. He began to change it by bringing it with him little by little. This is a process on how he brought heaven to the earth. Now, what did he do with this Holy Spirit and power? We're still in Acts 10.38. He anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing what? He went about doing, so what did he do with the Holy Spirit and power? Did he use it to have massive followers on social media in order to be able to charge huge speaking fees and, and sell a bunch of books? 
That's not what he did. He didn't get into the business of Christianity. What's happening too much in our world right now is people are moving from secular business into the church business. And all we're doing is marketing church theme things instead of manifesting the power and the glory of God. It's not about just selling books and speaking fees and whatever and selling Christian music. It, it, all of it can get into the same category. We need the power and the presence of God. So what did he do? He went about doing good. Went about doing good. The words, the words doing good there means beneficial to another person, kindness, or generosity. He went about healing. What's the word healing mean? It means to cure, to make well or whole, heal, bring about health. So what did Jesus go around doing with the power of the Holy Spirit that he was anointed with? He went around doing good and healing people. That's what he did. He said, here, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Who did he do these for? It says he went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed. Who were oppressed, that means to be uh, under hardship, under suppression, in trouble. Healing all those who are oppressed by the who? Who was oppressing them? We got to understand there is an oppressor named Satan and there is a liberator named Jesus. Jesus said in Luke chapter 4, he said, The Spirit of the Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Now, who did he come to heal? All who are oppressed by the devil. He didn't say, I come to, to heal some who are oppressed by the devil. He come to heal all who are oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. So that was the plan. Send Jesus on the earth, and we see this play out in our Bible, that he began to go everywhere and release the kingdom of heaven, and he made that area more like heaven, or more, the place on earth more like heaven than it was before he got there. Yes. Do you see that was his plan? Now, <laughs> what's the plan after Jesus? We understand Jesus. We're like, oh, yeah, I get Jesus. But what did Jesus do? Jesus took the plan of heaven... And I got into it a little bit. I got ahead of myself. But then Jesus took that assignment from heaven, the task that he was anointed to do, and then he poured into other human beings, people, people of North City, people of Carmi, people of El Dorado, people of Mount Carmel, of Carlinville, people of the community. He just poured into these people and then acts, oh, I'm going to get ahead of myself. I've just got to talk about it. So he, he just, I'm just going to shoot from the hip on this. He poured into his disciples, and once he poured into his disciples, he sent them to do the same thing he just did. Notice what it says. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, as you go, who's you go? It's not a car. As you go, preach. Sorry, that's old. As you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Who does that sound like? Jesus told the disciples, as you go out, I want you to say this. I want you to say the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Who does that sound like? Jesus. What did Jesus say when he first came preaching? He said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He said, as you go out, here's what I want you to say. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Kingdom of heaven is here. How is the kingdom of heaven here? Shouldn't we pray? The kingdom of heaven is here because you're here. The kingdom of heaven 
Luke tells us the kingdom of heaven is not here or there. The kingdom of heaven is within you. So here's what God's telling us to do. If we're wanting to bring on earth as it is in heaven, he is wanting to use us. Now, people say, well, wait a minute. We're not Jesus. You know, we, <laughs> we're not Jesus. We can't do like Jesus did. Jesus was anointed. I'm glad you asked that. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21. It says, now he who establishes us with you is Christ and has anointed us is God. So God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Can he anoint John of Omaha? says right here in the Bible. Yes. Remember, it's right there on the screen. I've, I've highlighted it for you even. <laughs> now, he who established us with you as Christ and has anointed us. Anointed who? Anointed? Us. Anointed us. What was, what was anointed mean? Anointed means to assign to a particular task or purpose. So you, my friends, have been assigned for a purpose and a task on the earth. You've been assigned for a task. Yeah, okay, I've, I've, got, I've been assigned for a task. But Jesus had the Holy Spirit and power. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power, same word dunamis, supernatural force and ability that manifests influence over natural reality, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. You shall be. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power, and then he turned around and anointed you with the Holy Spirit and power. Man. So are you trying to tell me, Chad, that we have the same thing that Jesus did? I'm not trying to tell you anything. I'm saying the Bible's telling us that. Now, I get it. 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 I get, it, I get, it. I get, the, I get the, the, the rub because we've been told in Churchianity 101, maybe 102, we advanced, 102. You're not Jesus. We're never going to be Jesus. We're just human beings. The problem with that theory and ideology is, is it taught us that we have no responsibility in changing our world. We only have responsibility in surviving our world. So we come up to a situation on earth that does not look like heaven. What are we going to do about it? Here's what Church Annie would say. Well, you're not going to do anything about it. That's God's job. The Bible will teach us that's not the way he wants us to think. It is God's power, absolutely. But he's wanting us to be his ambassadors or representatives to bring heaven to earth in our situation. Now, we can, we can blow that off. And we can say, you know what, that's not my, I, I can't do that. You know, I'm, I'm just Chad and, and I can't do it. I get it. I have failed over and over and over. But here's the issue. I would at least rather shoot at the right target and miss it once in a while than to abandon. Anybody ever taken like a uh, concealed carry class or something? Yeah, some of you got really excited about that. <laughs> Our safety team needs to check you out real quick. But it, you know what I'm saying? You're shooting at a target, and, you, and if you're shooting at that target, you don't have to hit all bullseyes every time to pass. But you do have to shoot at the right target. 
You can't just be. Here's what happens. When we don't hit bullseyes with the kingdom of heaven on our earth situation, and it doesn't seem like it becomes like heaven on earth, the temptation is I didn't hit the bullseye, so now I'm going to stop shooting at that target and I'm going to create another target. Do you understand where I'm going? We just start, we start re, re, redefining our theology and now, now I'm not shooting. At, I may not hit the bullseye, but if I keep shooting at the right target, I'm going to hit it once in a while. I would rather shoot here than to pull up and just start, stop shooting altogether or shoot at the wrong target. God said, listen, every time you go to bring heaven to earth, you may not hit the bullseye, but just keep coming. That's the target, is heaven on earth. So God, God did good. He anointed Jesus. Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. He went around doing good. But that's him. That's him. He healed people. He cast out demons. What are we going to do with Acts 1-8? Pentecostal people will take Acts 1-8 and use it just for speaking in tongues. I'm not throwing everyone in a lump someday. I'm just saying sometimes people say the Holy Spirit and they will just gravitate towards speaking in tongues and once they can do it, check mark. I'm going to talk to some people. As long as they can speak in tongues, that's as far as they pursue the power of the Holy Spirit. Tongues is very important. I'm not preaching on that today, but it's very important. Paul said, I wish that you all spoke in tongues. That's very biblical, very important. There's a purpose behind it and a reason behind it. I'm not going to get into it today. But the power of the Holy Spirit goes beyond that. The power of the Holy Spirit is to do on earth what cannot be done by mankind's means. It's to bring heaven to earth. So now here's what we've got to be leaning into. It's what I want us to shoot for. We got to go around doing good and healing all who are oppressed by the devil. That's your assignment. When you run into anyone who's oppressed by the devil, heal them. Now, as soon as I say the word heal, we automatically think sickness or disease. That's not the limit to the oppression of the devil. He oppresses people in all kinds of ways. So the word heal is not just physical healing like that. And you're like, wait a minute. You're telling me to heal them? That's blasphemous, Chad. I can't heal them. I'm not telling you to do them. Jesus is telling you to do it. In Matthew chapter 10, I've got to read it. I've got to read it because people don't believe it. I've got to read it. And here's another reason I've got to read it. I believe it and I still need to be reminded of it. I have to, I have to go back to this. I had to go back to this just recently when my brother-in-law passed. I had to go back to Matthew chapter 10. I had to say, okay, Lord, you said, you said, this is in the red. He's talking to his disciples. As you go preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand, verse 7, I'm going to read verse 8. Heal the sick. What did Jesus say? It's not on the screen. <laughs> it's in your Bible. What did he say to, what did he say to do the sick? But I can't. Why would he tell me to do what I can't do? 
The power's not of me, it's in me. But Chad, I tried and it didn't work. So have I. So have I. But it doesn't mean I stopped shooting. It doesn't mean I switched targets. He's still the one who determines my target. He said, Chad, heal the sick. I said, I've tried. Sometimes it's worked, sometimes it didn't. Still keep doing it. So what am I supposed to do when I come across sick people? Heal them. Well, I don't believe that anymore. Why not? Why not? I'll tell you why you don't, because it's the same voice that speaks to me. Why not to believe that anymore? Because it didn't happen. We don't build our belief system based on what happened or doesn't happen. We build our belief system based on what Jesus said. I don't understand why I tried and it didn't work. And again, I'm not talking about just physical healing. It could be something trying to cast a demon out of someone. Do you realize we're supposed to cast out demons? Do you? Oh, oh. The first rate, what time is it? Man, the frustration. Here's, again, churchianity said, the weird people talk about casting out demons. Jesus said, this is basic. Look what he says. Look what he says. Heal the sick. Okay, okay, we'll pray for people. No, don't just pray for God to do something. Heal them. I don't know how. I get it. I don't know how all the time either, but I'm just going to keep at the target because he gave you the Holy Spirit and power for something, and it was for a whole lot more than having a great wild church service. He gave us the Holy Spirit and power so we can make it on earth as it is in heaven. So we go to schools and we go to our workplace and we say, wait a minute, here's a coworker of mine who's oppressed by the devil in discouragement and oppression, and what am I gonna say to them? Well, Lord, I pray that you touch him. No, the kingdom of heaven is here because I'm here. The anointing of God, the Holy Spirit of power is on my life, so let me pray for you. Let me cast that demonic depression out. Easy, easy. I, I recognize you gotta be careful how you approach people. Your opening line to them should not be, hey, I'd like to cast the devil out of you. That's not your opening line. It's not, hey, good to see you. Can I cast that devil out of you? That, that's not how we flow. Here, here it is. Um, uh, mm. Too many thoughts, too many thoughts. I'm, I'm speaking to mature followers of Jesus and those who desire to be more mature. It is our responsibility to know the source of issues. We don't have to make sure they know it. Here's what I mean. I don't come up and saying, hey, brother, I believe you got a demon. It's important for me to know it's a demon, but me to have sensitivity that he doesn't know it's a demon. So I want to walk him through freedom without freaking him out. Do you feel like you're just not yourself? Are you having thoughts where you're just not yourself right now? You just feel overwhelmed with different things? Let me just walk you through introducing you to Jesus. And you walked in through introducing them to Jesus and the liberty that's found in Jesus and all of a sudden that demon can flee and they don't even know they had him. But we have to be aware of what's the source so that we can operate in the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit and not just have church services with our club and never bring on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to give, 
please visit us at theroads.church. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch our latest sermons.